Welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I am John. And today it's uh, first of another three-parter. It's the Ultimate Doom Part 1. Well, before that, we have to know that last time on the Transformers, amidst a fight over the crashed meteors, uh, uh, this crashed meteor, the Dinobots are tricked into fighting the Autobots, and then the Autobots make more Dinobots uh, that fight the old (laughs) Dinobots. Dinobots that were told to fight them. And then the Dinobots fight the old Dinobots, and then the meteorite explodes, and then Optimus and Grimlock hug. Yeah, now we're in India, on the, off the Malabar coast of India, the Maharaja. He's telling the empty room about his solar power plant. <laughs> like, it's producing 300 units of energy, and it says 30 on the screen. So. Oh, no, he's corrupt. But then the, the power starts going down. Like, what causes it to start it's draining? It's the like, Decepticons. Yeah, but they haven't done anything yet. They're oh, just yeah. flying in. They just show up. <laughs> but they do show up, and conveniently, the Autobots are, like, already on their way. <laughs> yeah. And now, in, in the most Batman move of this entire series, <laughs> yeah, uh, they just have hydrofoils now. You know what? On Jazz and, and uh, Wheeljack and Sunstreaker, that might actually work. They're yeah, totally. Super high-end, like, Italian sports cars here. Well, Jazz is a Porsche, but the other two, like, it's a Lamborghini Countach and a Lancia Stratos, right? Then hmm. Try putting a semi in a trailer on yeah. water skis and see what happens. Like, uh, come tra- on. They're heading there, and then we go to see Megatron and Dr. Arkaville. He's a new guy. I don't think we've seen him before. Yeah. Oh, man. When I was a kid, he scared the oh, hell really? out of me. Oh, yeah. Do you know what scared <laughs> me as a kid? The clown from Scooby-Doo with the hypnotizing coin. When I was like four or five oh, years yes. old, that clown that. scared he's, the he's life out of me. Of Daphne. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember that. Oh, because yeah. that meant he could get to anybody if he got to one of the five. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. the, so uh, Megatron and Dr. Arkville are watching the Autobots on, I don't know, pay-per-view, uh, attacking yeah, the Decepticons, somehow. and with the arc largely undefended, uh, Soundwave has rumble. Go to smash things yeah. up. Soundwave's just standing there in front of Autobot headquarters, broad daylight. Yep. Now, here, here's something to pick up on. How can it be daylight in the southern United States and daylight in India at the same time? Like, buy a globe, all right? Like, come on. A flat Earth. Uh-oh. There, there you go. go. This this show obviously supports the flat Earth proof. theory. Um, yeah, this, this is proof. Hey, flat earthers, pay attention. We just handed you proof. So laser beacon ravage... Um, start uh, attacking as well and the the Autobots and all this chaos Sparky is stolen laser beam yeah, grabs him the, flies away a lot a lot to pick up on on this one okay. too like Megatron's like oh the dis- or the Autobots are diverted no four of them are diverted there's 14 <laughs> more of them at home plus five Dinobots and when Sideswipe attacks first of all he's using Prowl's voice I mean it's the same actor and admittedly the voices are similar especially when uh, Prowl is scared or if Sideswipe is uh taking something seriously. But why don't Bumblebee <laughs> and Ironhide do anything? Like, Bumblebee is an even match for Rumble. Why doesn't he go after him? Ironhide just stands there. I mean, doesn't he have some liquid literally up his sleeve he could use? And Sideswipe <laughs> just mashes Ravage into the wall, but doesn't keep fighting. Where did Rumble and Ravage go all of a sudden? As soon as Laserbeak books it, that's the last you hear of them. <laughs> but the, 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 the they, biggest they thing... Are- they're gone, yeah. Why and would we they go kidnap Spark to commercial break? Like, okay, there wasn't just some man <laughs> on the street that they, they could have just picked up. Like, come on, like, 
if you if you need to if you were going to steal a jeep, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to the that is yeah? Well, I don't know why they have to or go there. Are you going to invade a military base? Uh, but when we come back from the commercial, um, the the Decepticons over at the Maharaja's palace just they're gone as soon as yeah, they find it, the out Sparky's kidnapped. Totaled. Yeah, they and messed it up. It's never mentioned again. Like oh, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, that's an international act of terrorism, uh, but we, they never have to deal with it. And uh, Sparky gets delivered to Dr. Arkville, and he's going to be a guinea pig. And as the jets arrive, and they start, again, bickering like little babies. Yeah, Starscream and Skywarp start fighting. And, you know, so Thundercracker's just like, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, he just yeah. backs up. It's like, fuck it. Not my problem. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I, I like the little triangle of the little power struggle and and I don't know. There's, I like I like these three more and more. Um, yeah. And in this confusion, Sparky decides he's going to book it. And instead of yeah. just running for a door, which we see in these shots exist, he runs up to a computer panel and says, one of these button majiggies better work. <laughs> <laughs> but then Dr. Harkerville just pulls him back into the chair. Now, yeah. Well, he does have a metal arm. plug. His arms, like, he's a seasoned oil rig roughneck with arms thicker than Dr. Arkaville's legs. Like, why doesn't he just lay the doctor out with the old one, too, right? I mean, yeah. and where did he plan on going? Like, Yeah, and he basically, because he doesn't do anything to get away, uh, Dr. Arkaville puts a microchip behind his ear that instantly disappears. Instantly disappears, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Megatron says, you're gonna be a slave, bitch. You notice how Megatron's mouth just freezes open while he's delivering these lines? <laughs> uh, I did not. I didn't catch that. Then <laughs> Dr. Arkaville hears Megatron talking about a special cargo to send via the space bridge, and uh, Megatron's like, hey, know your role and shut your hole. <laughs> just backing up one bit, though, before uh, where the Autobots have a plan to try and get him back. But uh, Prowl says, I got the plan if you guys have the cast iron manifolds for it. And, okay, I mean, the kind of, well, you know what he's you trying to say, but a manifold on a car would be like the anatomical equivalent of your nose. Like, <laughs> that's how the air gets in and out. Like, that's, <laughs> it's not your balls, all right? It's your nose. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Back at the You're course. tough, buddy. You, you got the nose for it. Yeah. Yeah, where, where are we? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Megatron um, brings out a dummy Optimus, which the Jets yeah, think is him. Why does he have a full-size model of Optimus no, Prime? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, oh, you know what it is? Megatron is above fucking cars. But he, he has a hardcore thing. There's a total Ron bromance White, uh, with him. has a bit about this. <laughs> if I had a full-size model of a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, everyone assume I was fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what we have to assume with Megatron. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Like, and he even has it, like, tucked away in a closet, ready to go. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Sparky attacks it, knocks it over pretty quick. And then yeah, we're he, like, oh, he's he evil. grabs it by the ankle. Yeah, like, yeah, and knocks man. it over. Um, so the Autobots arrive, and they save Sparky. Um, and there's this big thing where some of them are going to swim down to the Decepticon base, and then the rest are going to, uh, yeah, I think it's Windcharger. Braun, Windcharger, and, uh, and Cliffjumper are going to drill, like... Bronze under the surface of the sea. But where is all the debris? Like he's going through solid rock, like uh, the same way like an axe splits wood rather than the way a saw cuts it. You know, like where's all the debris? Like he should be burying himself. It's going up in the space bridge with all that other rocks uh, from like four episodes that we're never going to see again. uh, Optimus and company have a fight underwater with the Decepticons. Yeah, like somehow, like you see Thundercracker jumping or moving around. It's but he's moving like he's in air, not in water. Like. Like, he's got, like, 15-foot-long wings. Like, 
wouldn't it be a little harder to turn around in water? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty easy to move about. And they, uh, but, but they kind of, there's a bit of a back and forth. There's a lot of shooting. <laughs> like Sunstreaker misses a perfect point blank shot and Megatron's back. They always Ugh. miss. Every one of them misses. If one of, the, if one of them says, I got him in my sights, I'm like, okay, you're going to miss. Well, uh, admittedly, he's using a... a surface-to-surface missile underwater, so yeah, okay, I guess probably... Not the best choice of weapon. Nah. Yeah, and laser <laughs> weapons underwater. The the other three yeah. come out, or is it three? Yeah, come out from the tunnels underneath the Decepticon base, break in, yeah. rescue Sparky, and get, get out the, of there. Give it the glass, guys, cliff jumper, and the, the sound effect there is exactly a lightsaber. Did you notice that? I did not. Is it a lightsaber? Sh- wow. <laughs> I wonder exactly. if they just, like, bought the LucasArts sound package. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the Ark, and uh, Ratchet is cleaning up uh, Sunstreaker. And then Sparky's going around repairing people, looking like he's... he's. I can't tell if he's looking like he's drunk or he looks like he, <laughs> he needs a shot of something. He looks... Yeah, he needs some hair of the dog. He, he really is, does. He, he hasn't had hungover. one in a while. He's starting to get the, the shakes. Um, yeah. Not repairing them very well. But he actually does sabotage Optimus when they think he's supposed to be repairing them. Then the Decepticons attack and Optimus shorts out. Yeah, but okay, big big problem here. If Prime is already fixed and Ratchet calls spark plug on it, yeah, yeah. Why is Prime still standing there? I don't want to. Prime him feel is looking. Bad. I know. Directly He's got a big problem at the wall the that the Decepticons come in through. Like, how did he not notice this hole in the wall getting made? <laughs> anyway, they. Uh, oh yeah. So the yeah he shorts out when he goes to fire. He shorts out, and then. Spike finds out that Sparky actually sabotaged Teletran 1 so that the alarm wouldn't go off. And he says, not my dad! (laughs) And confronts his dad, and they do this whole power of love thing. Dad, I believe in you! Oh, my head! And then they up the power or something, and he turns into a zombie slave again. Yeah, when it it cuts to Dr. Arkerville up in the power, Decepticon headquarters is painted like Autobot headquarters. You notice that? I did not. I did not. (laughs) Yeah, it's gold instead of purple. But And then Sparkplug just backhands him across the room. Yeah. I love that scene. I know I shouldn't, but I love that. It's because it's so the, the line. There's a line later. It's like I'm not your dad. Don't ever say that again. And yeah. it's just it's so cheesy. Yeah. You can't help but laugh at this child abuse. Um, and <laughs> but Spike gets the idea to turn on the uh, like the fire, the retardant foam system. Yeah, he has fire. Ret- the, the, somehow this thing has fire retardant foam built into it. Shorts out the Decepticons. But the Autobots are fine. They're fine. <laughs> like. like so why, fundamentally, why they need that they're built on, on an all-metal ship that was built for yeah, beings that don't that. breathe, so there wouldn't be any oxygen in it, so there couldn't be a fire. Like, um, and uh, anyway, Sparky flees with the Decepticons. Commercial break. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think he. This is where he's like, "Don't call me that, Dad. Don't call me that. Don't ever call me that again." Where's my back? We ribbon? will be enemies <laughs> unless you can pour me a scotch. <laughs> and if you put ice in it instead of scotch rocks, I will never love yous again. <laughs> Uh, we come back from the commercial, and Doctor Arkville uh, has found out that Megatron plans to bring Cybertron to Earth yeah, through like the Skybridge. Bit of a schism here, all of a sudden. Like now, it's like the, the seeds of it are definitely planted. Like Doctor Arkville's a little worried now. Like, wait a minute, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Yes, because he, uh, Megatron promised him Earth, and then he finds out that this is going to destroy Earth, and mm. uh, Megatron is going to use that energy to power uh, Cybertron forever. 
forever. And admittedly, this is like the only Megatron plan that's ever really made sense. He's going to cause the destruction of something with which is a huge release of energy. And later mm-hmm. on, like in the next episode, they have machines to collect it. It actually does make legitimate sense. It's a it yeah, is a it grand works. Plan. Yeah, yeah. We go back to uh, the Ark, and the Autobots have Teletran One working again, and then they find <laughs> they find out the Decepticons are making a giant space bridge. It's a it's a space pyramid, but like, yeah, okay, yeah, the angles yeah. of this thing yeah. on the screen are probably sixty degrees or something, right? If the apex of this pyramid is beyond the galaxy, th- those lines would have to be like eighty nine point and as many nines as you can write degrees. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're effectively pointing that. straight up. Pretty much. Uh, but the Decepticons, uh, they, they're, they're ready to open the space bridge, and the Autobots just, they're there, they arrive. And Megatron releases a bunch of these human slave zombies um, to yeah, and, and attack the Autobots. Autobots are like, whoa, 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 we can't attack. Can't fight back. We might hit them. Like, they're, okay, they're like six feet tall. Megatron is 25 feet tall. Really? Just aim can't high. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just walk over them. Step well, over that's them. That's what they eventually do, but I mean, come on. So, uh, and then Spike, um, again, overrides Sparky's hypnochip through the power of love. Dad, I love you. <laughs> Even though mom didn't, I can fix you, Dad. And uh, Dark, Dr. Arkville uh, cranks the power and yeah, overrides Sparky's feelings. And the space bridge begins to open. <laughs> I was going to kick. There's a really funny scene here uh, where Sparkplug is just wailing on Bumblebee's head with this limb he ripped off a tree. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. He's just whack, whack, whack. I'll fucking show you. <laughs> Every once in a while, these robots decide, ah, you know what? Forget the advanced fusion weaponry on my arm. I'll use this yeah. rock or tree. But Megatron is crawling up this mountain to get to the last pylon. Like, okay, why did you put it so high up? And why don't you just fly there? Like, I mean, I could see if he had all day to take care of this, but he's got some Autobot problems on his hands. You might want to get this thing going now. But, yeah, he, he basically makes Prime hit the button he for He says, him. hey, if you you can either dis- let uh, Cybertron be destroyed or the Earth be destroyed. One of them is yeah. going to be destroyed. And Optimus says, all right, and he goes with Cybertron, pushes a button, and then says, have I saved Cybertron only to destroy the Earth? Yes, that's exactly what he said to you a minute ago. You can save Cybertron and destroy the Earth or save the Earth and destroy Cybertron. Oh, did I do what I said I was going to do? Damn. Man, there's a lot in this one, but a lot of it involves physics way over my head, so let's never mind Cybertron and Earth's orbit. It's too stupid to worry about. The thing that really bugged me is the Rescue Sparkplug mission. I mean, okay, the Transformers don't breathe, but obviously since Dr. Archiville and Sparkplug are still alive inside Decepticon headquarters, there must be air. And it, but shouldn't the sudden change in pressure when the Autobots come in through the floor do something? Like, shouldn't that have suddenly smashed Starscream into the ceiling by water rushing in, or maybe if it goes the other way, like, shouldn't the Autobots be blown away by the escaping air from the Decepticon base? I mean, for him to just fall uh, implies that the pressure inside the base is the same as outside, right? Just to fall due to gravity, which seems unlikely if the two humans are still walking and breathing. Like, eh, anyway, but Sparkplug doesn't even say hi or anything to Braun or Windcharger. 
He doesn't resist or say anything when Braun grabs him and hands him to Windcharger. And shouldn't this have set off some alarm bells? Like, uh, wait a minute, why isn't he talking? Is he, is he okay? Did he hit his head? Has he been hitting the bottle again? Like, uh, how in the hell? This is the big one. Windcharger's like, hold your breath, smart bloke. Like, no. Uh, how does he survive a journey from the bottom of the ocean to the surface without drowning? <laughs> So we are at the end of the Ultimate Doom Part 1 brainwash. Next episode will be the Ultimate Doom Part 2 search. Yes. Uh, if you want to search us out on Twitter. Do you like what I did there? See what I did? Uh, uh, nice you can find me at John Sobe. You can find Paul at P. McPherson 1. You can tell a friend. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcasting Apple location. I guess that's it, Paul. All right. We'll talk to you next time. See you then. Three hundred units.